there was one lady having a great time flirting with like all the bandmates and flirting with Alex all night. This was in Oshawa. Yeah. This is Oshawa. And sure enough, <laughs> when he's on, he's, this is when he's just vocalist. So he's, he, he doesn't have a bass in his hand. So when he's on a stage screaming, she like starts like trying to dance with him and like grabbing him. And she starts undoing his belt and trying to pull his pants down, seemingly <laughs> looking like she wants to, you know, you know, but he obviously like pushed away and it was, and I were telling the cherry on top, we're telling this story, like just like what amongst the bands and like, did you guys see that hammered woman like flirting with Alex and stuff? And the one guy's like, that was my mom. We're like, <laughs> <laughs> we're like, Welcome to the 127th episode of the Casa Inns Creation. I'm your host, Chris Deering. This is the show interview bands and public figures from the Mathcore and Mathcore adjacent communities. Uh, my guest today dropped a new EP, a comorbid letter, uh, back in I'm sorry, my, uh, comorbid letter back in January. Welcome in, Loose Teeth. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's up? Yeah, it was great. Uh, Thanks glad for you on, uh, Why don't you tell us who you are and what you do in the band? Vocalists can start. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do vocals and play bass in the band. And your uh, name is? I'm Alex. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, other than that, I drive us around a bunch. Band manager. Uh, <laughs> manager us. Uh, I don't know. It's shit like that. Instagram <laughs> posts. Yeah, <laughs> I handle our Instagram. That's like mostly where everybody will be able to find us is on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm Trevor. Uh, I'm lead guitar. I do backup vocals, uh, write most of the music. I call myself the accountant of the band. I work with all the numbers, the cash flow, shipping merch, stuff like that. Okay, so uh, we got the promo guy and the numbers guy. I like it. Yeah. Exactly. You need both. <laughs> uh, so it looks like you guys got started in 2020. Is that right? Um, yeah, sort of. Like, I mean, like, we've kind of been working on this project for like a long time, but I'd say it really came to fruition during COVID or like at the beginning of COVID, right before COVID, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So this uh, this wasn't like a thing just because, you know, because of COVID. Y'all were planning on doing this anyway. We actually had a previous band called Farm Boy. That <laughs> Alex, yeah, which I hate you, can, you can find if you dig. It's on, I think it's on maybe just YouTube, maybe Spotify too. But me and Alex were in that band. He was actually the drummer at the time. And Derek and I, my brother, who now lives in Vancouver, who plays bass sometimes in this band. We created that band and long story short, we were recording with that band and that vocalist of that band was great. It was kind of like a Southern hardcore party type band, I guess. And he was great for all those types of vocals, but I always wanted to make something a little heavier. And we were doing the typical, like everyone get in the vocal booth, like scream this part. Like, let's see if we can do some, uh group chance or scream yeah exactly and like we each went in individually and kind of did a scream and alex went in he'd like never screamed before and he screamed and i was sitting in the back and i look at my brother i'm like that's like 
that's like a metalcore scream. Like that's like, I'm like, damn. And then we kind of just got rid of Farm Boy and made loose teeth from there. Cause I was like, okay, I can start writing heavier stuff with that type of vocal center. So it's kind of a bit like Farm Boy was around since like what 2015. So it feels like this band's been alive forever, but loose teeth and the form that we're at now, I guess, yeah, 2020. I gotta ask you because the first name Farm Boy is such like it's like job for a cowboy, like and like a, a weird name to get attention, right? But loose teeth is so serious. So like why did you make a serious name after like the the funny name? We we like I said, we were like a party band and this this band is much more serious. We take ourselves a lot more serious and like our topics okay. are more serious. Before it was just like every time I die, like party band, which was a lot of fun. But yeah, I never took us as seriously back then. And now we definitely we took we, we changed our tone for sure. Well, uh it's definitely like a good name. Uh uh definitely gives me some loose teeth after listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. So, uh, oh, sorry. If I may add, uh, I think we started playing with a lot heavier bands too, um, like which really changed uh, the direction that we wanted to go in, and like and our name as well. So, um, we were playing with like a lot of beatdown bands and like doom bands and stuff. Yeah, some like doom bands, and we wanted to go like dark, but we weren't really sure where we were gonna go. Um, until we met our drummer, um, Wyatt, who really uh, brought us together and probably um, is the reason why we're on this podcast, because we were able to make music that is like mathcore-esque. Um, you know, we're like chaotic hardcore probably, but we have a yeah. lot of math moments or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's dive into that a little bit. Uh, what genre would you call yourself? That's a funny one. Yeah, Trevor hates talking genres. Um, I mean, I know that they're important, and I understand they're important, but it just gets so convoluted and confusing nowadays. <laughs> no, yeah, I got you. I, I feel like genres are more important for the normies that don't exactly know what's going on, and that way you could put a label on it. But otherwise, so, yeah, I, genres are dumb. I saw you call us power violence. That's always been one of my favorite ones that work. But yeah, like Alex said, we're pretty much chaotic hardcore and metallic hardcore. So I've like, noticed a bit of like a little bit of a black metal influence too. At least it, yeah. it kind of came across a little bit. Thank you. I, <laughs> I guess yeah, yeah. Uh, what still... was the term I had here? I had a uh, black yeah. and power violence. Is what I was calling. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that's that's nice. Like chaotic is what I call it. Chaotic. Chaotic. Okay. Yeah, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing is like I guess we like uh not argue over it but we talked about it a lot like genres like there's so many subgenres now of um hardcore and uh metalcore and metal in general that it it gets like a little convoluted and a little ridiculous um but uh but yeah at, at the end of the day it's more about our influences i suppose and um and I guess our I guess a lot of our influences end up being hardcore metal um metalcore I don't know everything a lot of things and then there's some math elements in there for sure well that's uh but my next question was going to be uh who, who what influences uh what, what bands are your biggest influences can I say yours oh, sure I'll go I mean we all 
most of us, well, me and Alex always really liked Converge, which a lot of like the mathy hardcore kids love. Uh, I've always loved, uh, I've been a huge fan every time I die forever. Like, I don't like, I don't want to write like that necessarily, but they've always been a huge band to me. Cult leader. Uh, I like Knocked Loose, but I don't like, again, I don't really want to be a beat down band, but I like Knocked Loose. Uh, I guess for when I'm like getting inspired for myself writing, it's mostly Converge and Cult Leader probably are the two biggest ones. Okay. Yeah, and I could I could definitely see uh, that influence in, in your music. Yeah, Trevor writes uh, like most of the instrumentation or like a- almost all of it. So um, uh, that influence definitely is the largest. And then for me vocally, it's probably shit like Touche Amore and like um i don't even know oathbreaker maybe and um yeah super unison and just like other death wish bands i guess like a ton of them um but i've never heard of super unison before i guess it's something i gotta look into um yeah great band definitely look into them for sure yeah we also like alex and i also like a lot of like quote unquote emo bands or like a like whatever you want to call that like <laughs> like who <clears throat> I guess I'd call Touche more I kind of more in that world and uh, basement bands like that yeah and like fiddlehead <laughs> um yeah uh, I don't know there's so many it's, it's hard to like pick them out of the ether um, I got you I was, I always liked a lot of spew. I know Alex doesn't love a lot of spew, but yeah, I know I don't love a lot of spew. But I mean, like, whatever. They're a great band. They're just not my favorite. <laughs> their inter- their guitar play was always really great for me. Yeah, it's a little too whiny for me. <laughs> it's like spoken word stuff for sure. You got either like it or you don't. Yeah. So y'all were alluding to it a little bit, but what's the writing process like? I guess uh, Trevor, you put together the songs, and then Alex come in with the lyrics and stuff, or how does that all work? So I used to, yeah, I write, we're kind of like a little old school, I guess, like uh, where like I write, put it in logic and sign it off. I used to, I've switched my writing a little bit just recently. I used to just like sit on my couch with my guitar and maybe be like learning a song, get inspired to start like jamming away. But I've recently kind of like, I'll have one riff, I'll put it on logic. Uh, make drums to it and now i've kind of started like almost writing songs drums first almost i was a drummer everyone in this band was once a drummer which is really i think helps <laughs> yeah I, we've all been like i was a drummer in bands alex was drummers in bands i think I thought, can i interject for a second i think yep. that is also why our band ended up being so technical is uh for sure we were all yeah we we're all drummers that really were interested in like polyrhythms and like weird shit so that's um, interesting like to... because like drummers are always the hardest one to find in, in my opinion so like good drummers really, really hard all to y'all <laughs> came together yeah three drummers that ended up playing different instruments basically <laughs> yeah I, I like to think that's why we're tight too because we were all drummers and like it's you gotta be tight but yeah anyway <laughs> i almost write almost full drums now and like kind of put guitar over top i used to be really picky and like never switch anything but i'm like not as picky if i don't like it it's like it's gone and yeah i'll send it like a rough track in logic with multiple layers bass 
which I like get my, I don't have a bass. I get my guitar and like make it sound like a bass usually sounds like shit, but it works. And then I send that to the guys and basically I say like, is this good? And like lately I'm getting better, I guess. Like I used to send things and Alex would be like, nah, (laughs) you can, you can do better type of thing. It's like, but I like to think I got a little better. And then usually the songs get the check Mark, but yeah. And then Alex and Wyatt both like kind of throw their own spice on it too. Like I, I write the initial, uh, all the instruments, but Alex throws a lot of like little riff spice and like melodies and Wyatt's crazy drummer. I would never be as good as him. So I can't write some of this stuff like that faith healing uh, blast beat at the very end is like, I can't even, I don't even, I don't know what he's doing, (laughs) but yeah, basically that's how it is. I, I, I bring up the skeleton of it and Alex writes all the lyrics. I've written lyrics for one song and then we all kind of put our own spice on it, I guess after. Oh yeah. Uh, so Alex, you did most of the lyrics. Um, what, uh, your lyrics are, are really dark. Uh, it's like some of the things are like, uh, revenge, uh, suicide, stuff like that. Uh, where are you getting the inspiration for this stuff? I guess I'm asking, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. Um, I, uh, really appreciate, um, artists that, uh, dive into uh, some of the darker elements of, um, you know, their lives, I suppose. Um, and I mean, on a base level, like some of them are like talking about suicide and stuff. Yeah. You did your research, dude. <laughs> Actually, you were like reading into the lyrics, but um, uh, yes, I'm okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Most of it comes from personal experience and stuff. And um, it's interesting. You brought up suicide, I guess. Um, We donate to uh, the Canadian Suicide uh, Prevention Service with uh, a portion of everything that we sell. Um, And um, what else? Revenge. That was just probably me being angry in a song. (laughs) Heartbreak, revenge. <laughs> um, I just like to talk about how I'm feeling at the time, basically. Yeah. yeah. So uh, these are all like uh, things that you're like living through. These aren't like stories and stuff. Uh, no, everything is very real and very connected to my actual life, a hundred percent. I like to. I don't like. I don't like to. Um, I, I wouldn't want to write about something that I don't know personally or intric- intricately. Um, so I write about my own experiences for sure. Okay. Um, so this was recorded and mixed by Adam Sturgis. I feel like I should know this name. Is, who is he? Adam Sturgis on which? Alex on which- Sturgis. Or I yeah, Adam Sturgis. I'm sorry. Simon, wait, where did you where did you get that? Sorry. I. Uh, Got it from oh did I grab the wrong ones? I might have grabbed the wrong uh credits. I, I thought I got that from your band camp, but maybe it's from uh another one. Who who did the recording? How about we go with that? How about we do that? Because <laughs> I might have uh, gotten the wrong thing in my notes. Oh good. Simon Larchette in London, Ontario. Okay. He's the, he's his uh recording studio is called the Sugar Shack. Okay, nice, nice. Uh have you worked with him before or is it the first time? Alex has, right? Before that. Uh, yeah, I've like 
um, floated around with other bands like filling in and stuff. And uh, so I've like done some like backing tracks out of that studio before. Um, So I knew Simon ahead of time and wanted to work with him for this album because he is awesome. Um, and he well, made us- how did the whole process go this time around? Um, Trevor, we mostly like finding him or like the actual process of recording. No, the actual stuff. process like, recording? of recording. Yeah. So it was pretty well live off the floor. Like we recorded. We all stood in a room together with our amps, like in the other rooms, obviously with mic'd up, and we recorded like basically the rough of us playing live. So no metronome or anything. Uh, and then what did, did he record the drums again after we did that? Or did we keep those, we kept those drum yeah, no. tracks from the live off the floor. And yeah. then we like, kind of like added on whatever would, well, we recorded guitar and bass like separately after, but drums were live off the floor with us playing with him, I guess. And then we, and then we layered on guitar, bass, vocals after that. Yeah. So no metronome, which what well, I, I like using metronomes, which we now use, but it was fun, like getting that sound and that raw sound, which Alex really wanted. And I agree that it, it came out really well. But moving forward, I personally, I'm a big metronome guy. I, it's interesting that music <laughs> is so like raw and stuff, but you still want to use a metronome to, to get it right. Yeah, that's, that's where I <laughs> land too. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah it is it it's it's raw but i mean recording with a metronome to me like i like polished sounds too and you can just go back and fix issues or like any issues and parts a lot easier in my opinion with the with the metronome hmm. and and it's it's a tempo too like if you have a tempo of a song usually you, you always play a little faster live right which i like i love our fat we're fast we're in general fast but you always play a little faster live so like I write in like 165 BPM. Why it probably plays it closer to like 200 or something live. Anyway, I can I can go on about metronomes all day. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I, think, I think the most interesting thing about the metronome thing is that why it was able to lock down like uh, playing without a metronome for that entire release, the uh, a comorbid letter or whatever. We have another release coming up um, like right away. But uh, a comorbid letter was done, like Trevor said, without a metronome, and Wyatt just fucking killed it. He's an uh, he's an amazing drummer. He's a robot, anyway. So. <laughs> Did you uh, record the vocals live, or were you doing it separately in a booth? Uh, so yeah, that that bit was separate, and like and we like Trevor was saying, we like overdubbed um, everything afterwards. So it's not like entirely live off the floor, just yeah. the drums. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, you got to start somewhere, and that that actually sounds like a good way to do it. So, who did your artwork? Uh, we got it up on the stream right now, by the way. Oh, okay. Cool. It's it's a mix, I guess. It's um, a mix. Sorry, is it the photo? Of- oh, the Alex. Your oh, album yeah. cover. It's the album yeah. cover. Yeah, uh, I did that with Matt Barkley. He's a uh, a director of photography here in Toronto. Um, and he did us a favor and like took some photos with me um, at my place, basically. 
just a bunch of trash, right? Uh, it's a uh, a bunch of empty bottles. Yeah. But so you just have like a bunch of empty bottles and trash just like lying around your place. Um, he's got a lot of <laughs> bottles. <laughs> yeah, at the time I had a lot of bottles lying around my place, so we put them into um, a bathtub. And I think we poured oat milk into the bathtub as well, so they would like have some uh, like cloudiness or whatever, and like some atmosphere to it. Um, okay. And I think that was basically it. It was just like bottles in the bathtub. Yeah. And then I actually, um, I lied in the bathtub at like one point or lay in the bathtub at one point. And, uh, so I think the back of our album, you can see like a bit of me, but there's like a bunch of silly BTS photos that we have of me lying in a bathtub with like a million fucking bottles. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I I think it looks really good, honestly. And, uh, you know, yeah, I just think it looks really cool for you guys. I also like started messing around. We were releasing singles. So I would take random photos from Alex and like find like a certain crop of it and put like the singles name over it. I thought it was, I really liked the idea of having like a different art for each individual single that we were releasing before a Komormi loader. I believe it would release three singles. So yeah, I used uh, the photos from Alex for all those too. I think you did it all in the same day. Yeah, nice. Uh, you also did two music videos. Um, kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're gonna show fatalism while we're talking about it. Uh, this was taken in part from a movie, right? Die Like a Dog. Yes. Um, so Die Like a Dog is a short film that was directed uh, by some friends of ours. Um, Silent Tower is the production uh company that directed it and i i believe it's been in some film festivals since um but they reached out to us to use some of our unreleased tracks in uh because we had been playing like some shows and stuff and i i knew them personally and so they asked for some of our unreleased tracks to play in their short film and then i was like okay uh would you guys be cool with us um like recutting some of it to make like with like some of the b-roll or like some of the unused footage to make um a music video for us um and uh they were down which we were stoked about because that music video turned out amazing i think um and yeah and uh jeff i'm gonna butcher his last name pavlopoulos i believe was the director on it and Matt Barkley again was the DOP on it. Um, What's DOP mean? Oh, uh, director of photography. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And you were the AC in it, bud. <laughs> I was. I was the assistant camera on there, like on the short film. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is there like a spot where we could see the film? Uh, not yet. Not yet. It's not released. I actually looked into it. They're still just in festivals. It's coming soon. But no, you can't. You can't watch the whole thing yet. I wish we could shout it out here, but it's coming soon. Yeah, shout and out Silent uh, Tower in general. But. And to shout out another uh, fundraiser, actually, um, part of the reason we decided to partner with Silent Tower or Silent, Silent Tower decided to partner with us um, is because we wanted to give back to the community a bit because uh, this short film 
and our music video um, has some dark subject matter, just like the lyrics we were talking about earlier um, about like uh, drug use, essentially. Um, so we wanted to give back to um, Parkdale West Community Health Center, uh, which is a place in Toronto here that uh, that helps a lot of people. And specifically, we went with Trip program. Um, and we have a GoFundMe up somewhere still um, that's raised like over $2,000, I think, and by counting uh, for Trip. And they give out, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, they, get, they give out kits. Harm reduction? Harm reduction kits, thank you. Um, uh, all over the city. Um, and specifically in Parkdale, which is where I live. And uh, Trevor's not far from there. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Uh, you know, I guess we could just dive into that real quick. Uh, you talk about giving uh, to foundations and stuff. Like, what are all the different ones that you do, or is it just those two? Uh, no, there's uh, there's a few. So, I guess we decided a while back um, we don't make much money doing this at all. Right. Like, uh, so uh, we decided like the best thing that we could do is at least share what. We- uh, what we do make with things that we care about, um, I suppose, and like actually give back to the community. So it's, uh, so I think if I'm going to list them off, um, is the Canadian, uh, suicide prevention hotline, um, Maggie's Toronto, which is, um, a fund or a foundation for sex workers in Toronto. Um, and then trip program, uh, at Parkdale West Community Health Center. And we also give to Parkdale West Community Health Center separately. Um, am I missing any, Trevor? What's the one, Sarah? From Montreal? Uh, that, that's Maggie's. So, oh, okay. so uh, another thing is the artists that we work with, like the photographers that we've worked with, for instance, he's talking about Sarah Nicole, who's uh, an amazing photographer, and she shot some stuff for us. Um, she, uh, wanted to get back to Maggie's Toronto specifically. So we were like, uh, all the photos that you took of our jackets, the jacket money is going to Maggie's for instance. And, uh, the people who got stuff for other merch, we, uh, we asked them like where they want to donate it. And yeah, we kind of just donate back to, I guess those three, I feel like there's more. That we, well, we have more that we're going to. Or we're in discussions, like from from a few different ones, and we're gonna make a donation here shortly. Hmm. But those are the three that we have donated to as of so far. Yeah, I think that is pretty cool that y'all do like charity and stuff like that. But like you said, you don't make much money. Don't you want to like hold on to some of it so you can print up more merch or something, or maybe go on well, a tour? We, we, we do a, a por- like a portion of it, so it's like forty to fifty percent type of thing, and then the rest of it does go to. Just like we don't pocket anything, obviously, like I'm sure most bands don't, but it goes into buying more merch, recording, the typical stuff. But yeah, we put a lot of our own money into this band, though, for sure. Like, well, I mean, it just seems <laughs> like uh, like it's cool as y'all do do it, but it seems like something that you would do like when you get a little bit bigger. I, I don't know. It just seems like you are kind of at the beginning of your career. And you, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know. 
yeah, want to print more you. merch and stuff like that, or maybe do some promotion or something like that. But I, I mean, that's cool. That you're investing back in the community and stuff. That's awesome. We just toss our own money, I guess, and then donate. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I mean, uh, other, like bands in Canada, like it's it's hard to tour up here, right? Like it's hard for us to get into the states. It's hard for us to get around because cities are so far apart. Um, so we make money off of our merch like exclusively almost and then online sales um so uh since the comorbid letters come out we've made a ton of online sales and all that money like we don't need it like we fund our own projects like we we put in the money for the studio we front the money for the merch or whatever and then like all the extra stuff just goes to uh places we would like to support i guess yeah. Yep. Uh, you did another music video for Faith Healing, which was showing now. Uh, why do you tell us a little bit about this? How did this come up? How did this one come about? Um, do you want to say, Trevor, or do you want me to? Uh, you know more about that one. That's your buddy. Uh, yeah, so uh, this artist in Toronto, Andy Friesen, um, uh, I think his Instagram handle is Goop Dude. G-O-O-P-D-E. Uh, um, he's an amazing editor and he works like in film and television and has done videos for Cancer Bats. I want to say for Dead Tired, uh, which is like uh, a new band with Alexis on Fire's vocalist um, and like a bunch of other people. And he put together like, yeah, a sick video for us as well. Yeah. That's nice. I like it a lot. Good job. Yeah, um, I like how dark. I like how dark that video came out. Right? Yeah, I think it's really tight. A lot of times, these are the ones with like kind of stock oh, stock footage, collage style. Right. Uh, a lot of times, these ones with like the stock footage and stuff just don't look super great. But that one came out really good. Yeah, I I think so. He fucking nailed it. Actually, um, uh, when it plays like backwards and stuff, and uh, a lot of the imagery goes with the lyrics. Like that song, um, Exclaim, uh, here in Toronto is is a big publication and they uh, d- they released the video for us. Oh, nice. Uh, and uh, they like summed it up really well. Um, but that song is about like uh, proselytism and about uh, people pushing religion on uh, people uh in dire situations i i suppose um and he just like you know i talked to him about it uh, about what it meant to me conceptually and lyrically and then he brought the imagery and nailed it so yeah and made it uh cohesive with the music as well so yeah he did a really good job so we got a random question here that we ask everybody what do you put on your hot dogs (laughs) Guess what? I did my research and I knew this was coming. <laughs> All right. So you got the answer then. What, what, what do you, what do you think? Well, actually, I do want to ask you something first. Okay. Are you a, are you a hot dog over hamburger guy? <laughs> nah, definitely hamburgers over hot dogs. <laughs> okay, cool. Cool. Uh, cool. The, the, where this question comes from is we had a viewer on here that would ask every band what they put on their hot dogs. So I just decided to make nice. this like the traditional nice. funny question, I guess. No, I, I really like it. All right. I'll go first. Uh, first of all, shout out to the street vendor in the south 
west corner in Toronto, across the street from Sneaky D's. That's the best street meat that you can get in Toronto, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. I get, I get the ever. Yeah, I get the sausage. I get the sausage. I don't know if that counts, but I put what do I put? Corn relish, banana peppers, cheddar cheese, and like mustard and a little ketchup. I, I'm not a huge ketchup fan, but nice. Hey, that's yeah. actually it. Sounds pretty good. What the heck is street meat, though? I don't understand. Oh, you, don't, you don't call it street meat? It's just like a, basically a person in a little vending or like... Oh, they have like a cart on the street? Oh, yeah, they, they I have thought a that cart you were saying like it was like a barbecue. building and they called it street <laughs> I don't know. meat. I'm like, well, what the, like roadkill or something? No, no, he's sitting out there, <laughs> minus 20 degrees, snowing, and he's cooking us all sausages. Bless that man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for like yeah. fucking decades. Um, yeah. I'm a Coney Island dog man. So I like chili and some onions and mustard. That's okay. Yeah. That's classic. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What do you what do you normally get for answers to that question? Uh about fifty percent of the people say that they're vegetarians would be a vegan dog. And uh, a lot of people say uh, just like ketchup and mustard. A lot of people are uh, are simples. Or, you know, simple wow. people, so now we look like Hot dog snobs, which is no, fine. dude. Like, uh, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. We got a place that does like, uh, there's a place down in Houston that does like, uh, duck with champagne, like in the hot dog and stuff. Fucking wild. Damn. Stuff. Yeah. yeah we actually got a place crazy. called, we got a place called Frank's here that just does hot dogs. And it's like, I guess you don't know what smoked poutine is either, but I don't do hot dogs. Is, but what's put, smoked poutine? How do you do smoke, that? Well, smokes no smokes poutine is. I was gonna relate it to that because they just make poutine and put crazy things on it, like lobster and fucking yeah. just ridiculous things. But Frank's is similar. They just have hot dogs here in Toronto, and they just. I feel like they try to put everything on that son of a bitch too. But <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> kind of like a Chipotle. Like you walk in and like order a hot dog, and then you're like you have like a million toppings, and you're just like, can I? What can I put on this hot dog or whatever? Yeah, um, yeah. Trying loves its hot dogs, I guess. Yeah. So Two Tree Tapes put this out on tape. Um, how did you hook up with David? Uh so that's through uh my other band, uh Life and Vacuum. Um, I believe they've done stuff uh with Zagima Beach back in the day, which is David Norman's uh like main label. Yeah. Um, and so I reached out to him uh and was like yo this is my new project that is like math core and he was like or you know chaotic hardcore whatever and uh he was like i think you guys would fit better on tomb tree which gets a lot of heavier stuff on there um and uh yeah i guess that's how it came about it was like through my other band's connection and then uh, he really liked this stuff and put it out on Tim Tree. Hell yeah. Uh, what about you were telling me you have vinyl coming on Wormwood Records. How did you get that one going? So they reached out to us um, as well and we're just like, we want to put out your record. Oh, nice, yeah. dude. Man, that's crazy. Which was, which was sick, obviously. Like, you don't get that much. Yeah, shout out to Wormwood. They're, they've been so great to us. Um, uh, they've, they're putting on a show for us in April. Uh, for the official release and we should hopefully have the records by then um everything's on back order right now but uh so it's like a local label 
It's uh it's an indie label from here in Toronto, but they have artists in like Australia and in the UK and like uh, all over. They're uh doing a great job. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Not a Wormwood Records. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely like if you're into some heavy shit, which I guess we're on a heavy podcast, like Wormwood Records is putting out a ton of stuff. Um, I think Rust are on there too now. And uh, what other local bands are, Trevor? Do you know? I don't know. Check them out on their Instagram though. Like they, I can't think of other bands right now, but yeah, check out Wormwood on their Instagram. They're always posting great local heavy bands and new bands and helping out. A lot of us smaller bands get out our music, so check out Wormwood. They're sick. Yeah, they uh, uh, were super nice to us and just uh, immediately put out the record. And um, yeah, like I said, it's been on back order, I guess. And uh, can people they, pre-order it, or is that not happening yeah. until they can't? Yeah, okay. where, where would you go? Uh, Wormwood Records. Uh, no, I think it's like a Wormwood Records dot Big Cartel. Like they have a big cartel. So if you Google Wormwood Records, uh, a comorbid letter, for sure it will come up. Alrighty. Yeah. Uh, so you guys played a decent amount of shows. Uh, what's the best show y'all played? Um, sorry, Trevor. Man, feel this. Uh, oh, I you can, so, both yeah. can have yeah. a story. Both, both of y'all tell me your best ones. <laughs> I, I just think every single one of our shows keeps getting better. Uh, we've, we're getting more and more notoriety, I guess. And uh, so more and more people are coming out to our shows. Um, so like we played a show last night that was a ton of fun in this tiny venue in the middle of fucking nowhere, like way on the end of Toronto. Um, but it was packed and we had a great time. Um, and the last show before that was at like a big venue that was just also packed and, um, yeah, it just keeps getting better. So, uh, our last show to me was our best show, I guess is the short answer. It was a great show. Well, I'll, I'll give you like, uh, my favorite show that we've played, at least what I, the one I usually think of, it has to do with like lineup to me, like a lot of the time, like who else we played with, we played with. A band named Die Hex, shout out Die Hex, they're an incredible local band. And Godmother, I think from New Zealand? Is that where they're from? No, they're from Sweden? Sweden, I think, maybe. Sorry, guys. Shout out Godmother, they're incredible. And then number 12 looks like you headlined. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, so, so just the lineup was huge. It was at Sneaky D's, which is like a really big punk hardcore venue in Toronto. Dude, that'd be crazy, it pa- man. It, it, was, it was packed. It was just like... I love Godmother. I love Die Hex. No, Alex always watched Number Twelve looks or listened to Number Twelve looks like you, and they're sick. Uh, that show is usually the top one on my list, but I agree with Alex. Like we're get, we keep getting better, and like the shows keep getting better. But that that show always stuck out to me. Like after that one, I was like, I was just really proud, and everyone killed it. And that, the lineup was so good. Oh yeah. Well, uh, let's contrast this. What's the worst show that y'all have played? I think we both know the answer to that. Which one? The one in Oshawa? Is that? that was good. <laughs> or Peterborough. What was the? Okay, so there's a little story. Uh, we toured with a band from Montreal, and we did like I think nine shows, 
and then eight or nine, and then we added one at the end. Oh shit! Yeah, okay, I remember. What, I Not remember. the Frank's one. Maybe we didn't add this one, but we played. It's basically we played in front of just the bands and like two locals, and there were two locals there that were absolutely hammered. There was one lady having a great time flirting with like all the bandmates and flirting with Alex all night. This was in Oshawa. Yeah, this is Oshawa. And sure enough, <laughs> when he's on, he's, this is when he's just vocalist. So he's, he, he doesn't have a bass in his hand. So when he's on a stage screaming, she like starts like trying to dance with him and like grabbing him. And she starts undoing his belt and trying to pull his pants down. Seemingly looking like she wants to, you know, you know, but he obviously like pushed away and it was, and we're telling the cherry on top, we're telling this story, like just like what amongst the bands and like, did you guys see that hammered woman like flirting with Alex and stuff? And the one guy's like, that was my mom. <laughs> we're like, no, <laughs> sorry, buddy. It was like the headlining band's mo- drummer's mom or whatever. <laughs> just like a tiny show. We were already exhausted. No one came. I felt bad for the Montreal guys because they could have just went home and we brought them to this Oshawa, Oshawa show. Yeah. Uh, that one sticks out. Yeah. That, I, <laughs> that's uh, what I was going to say was the worst one too, probably. Was she hot? Um, she died. <laughs> I don't remember, to be honest. She was a very nice lady and we liked hanging out with her. She was nice. Yeah. <laughs> a bit that's of a awesome. I don't know. <laughs> Until she like sexually assaulted me <laughs> and, uh, and then we didn't enjoy hanging out with her as much rock star rock star life <laughs> yeah uh so alex i assume that's the same show that you were that you'd be saying yeah about. no i was i was thinking that or um i think it, no it was a different tour this is back in farm boy days because it was a previous iteration of loose teeth i guess before we got serious about it like we talked about earlier mm-hmm. um we played in peterborough um and we played with one other band i think and that band didn't watch us play so we played to like the bartender oh, <laughs> my awesome. dad we played to my dad yeah your dad. <laughs> the bartender. it was the one show you went to is definitely top three worst shows <laughs> and he never came again the one that your dad goes <laughs> to haven't seen him since <laughs> Just so you know, like these are these are uh, these are really small towns in Ontario, or like they're they're I don't know they're not cities, I guess they're somewhere in between, um, and they're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, so they're like weird stops on your way to go between like Toronto and Montreal, uh, which you um, have to do here yeah. again when you're touring. That yeah. that was one of those shows where you're like playing and you're like, I don't think the people that are here are here for music or they probably didn't know that a band was playing. Yeah. And like, those aren't the type of people that want to get like screamed in their face and loud distortion, guitars, amps, fucking. So those, those are always fun. That's yeah. when you get, that's when you get to test. We still went crazy. That's a, it's a good test. <laughs> uh, so what's in the future for you guys? You're saying you got to release it. Y'all are getting ready to put out. We got like, a lot, right after we got a lot actually. Yeah, we uh, really grinded over um, COVID, I guess, uh, when we could. Uh, the restrictions have been pretty heavy here in Toronto um, and in Canada in general. 
but specifically Toronto has been a hot spot. Um, but when we were able to, we got a shitload done. So what's next for us, I guess, is, uh, uh well, our release show for a comorbid letter and the vinyl release. Um, but we have an entire other album that's ready to be released and we're going to drop it, um, probably right afterwards. Um, and we have some live sessions coming up, uh, which will be fun because everybody needs to see how good of a drummer Wyatt is. <laughs> uh, and so uh, why not just make this an album? Why did y'all decide to do an EP and then an album? I guess well, so you could shop around the album, try to get on a label or. Uh, they're both EPs. I shouldn't have. I sh- should okay. Have um, yeah, three song EP that's coming up next. Yeah, like almost almost uh, seven inch, but like a little bit longer, I guess. Um, but uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it's like a departure musically. So like we were in like one mind state for a morbid letter, and another one for this, and we're already writing another album that will probably be out in the next year, like, which will be which we plan to make like classic full length. Yeah. Like, that'll be what, like 11 yeah. songs or whatever nice yeah. which will probably be a little bit back to like the comorbid letter feel but like you'll you haven't heard any of the new stuff obviously but when, once you hear it you'll it's a it's it's not like it's still loose teeth but it is i call I, to me it's a little softer it's a little less power violence maybe it's a little more melody and uh um, less fast and I mean, there's still like one of our mafia songs on there, like one That's true. and chaotic songs on there. But there's yeah. still like, yeah, there's still mathy and stuff. But I was in I just wanted to write something a little softer, a little calmer, just for just for a few songs. <laughs> okay, okay. Got your uh, your ballad in there, the one that's gonna make y'all famous on the radio. Yeah, I get this uh-huh. one's for the ladies and the radio. <laughs> <laughs> And then the next one's for the fat guys with beards, the stuff I really like making again. So, (laughs) Uh, yeah, we want some like, we want people to get hurt in the pit. That's what we're going for. We want, we want crowd killers and. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. That's a joke joke for anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Stop crowd killing. You can mosh, but please stop wearing steel toe boots in the pit. Yeah. Don't hurt people. But we. Yeah, this the three song EP coming up is pretty soft, and then the one that's newer stuff that we've already been writing and playing live. A few songs are like, I would say, just as heavy or even getting heavier, a little more breakdowny at parts too, just a little bit. Okay, leaning more into the metalcore uh, side of things. Yeah, there's yeah, some of it is more metalcore for sure. Yeah, a little more like Gojira and a little bit more cult leader um, and a little bit less converge and a little bit less like oathbreaker i guess what i would say okay uh what about like tour plans and stuff like that um so uh basically uh everything's locked down here in canada still Hmm. um but um we're planning a tour in summer of the east coast of canada um and we have a show coming up March 26th in Toronto and then our release show April 
the show the show next it's 15th yeah is our release show the show next month is a house party show that i'm stoked for nice i just haven't done anything like that in a long time it should be should be incredible i love doing those there's always really fun the the show last night that we played to me felt kind of like a a house party just because it was really small venue everyone was partying everyone had having a really good time the crowd is great and it was really good vibes last night but anyway yeah and then april 15th our release show and then then we have a show after that wait Uh, your release show for this ep you put out last month is in april covid to hell why was it why was it yesterday uh well last show you played why wasn't that the release show there's actually uh, it was all like a covid just like uh juggle i guess like um, we had both shows already like lingering and then or booked sorry yeah literally booked they shut us down here in Toronto, so they moved the release show to April uh, to avoid like any restrictions. But we still had these other shows booked that didn't cancel. So, yeah, yeah, it was originally <laughs> going to be January twenty second, I believe, was our first release show date. Same venue and everything, but okay. COVID, well, COVID I know fish. a band that uh, put out an album like about a year ago, a year ago now, and they're doing the release day, the release show next month. So, <laughs> yeah, it feels uh, black weird, sheep but... wall, black sheep wall. Okay. okay, cool. I mean, a positive note: we might actually have our vinyls by then. Like, hey, we're releasing you an album that you've already heard, and we might actually be able to sell you something hard copy. We got our, we have some tapes that we that we're gonna have in hand, but it'd be really nice to have our vinyls. So we're hoping, as Alex was crossing his fingers earlier, we're we're hoping to get those by the fifteenth. That'd be really nice. Well, it's actually a good transition. I was gonna talk about your merch. Um. You guys got shirts available, windbreakers, beanies, masks, and of course socks on Bandcamp. Uh, and why, just recently, get just recently an ashtray, baby. <laughs> oh, do you really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why socks and ashtrays and stuff? They smell a lot, dude. Uh, I mean, like uh, they stand out, I guess, at merch tables um, over other things. Like people want unique stuff i suppose um, socks actually have been getting some of the most compliments like damn that's a good idea it's like my goal was to have a price range for everybody everyone so we actually have from free from like stickers and i guess just stickers right now and <laughs> earplugs at the show we give out earplugs free and then five dollars uh 15 25 30 like it climbs up five dollars for masks fifteen dollars for what ashtrays or something uh 15 for ash or 10 for ashtrays i think even i know yeah but it climbs up 15 for socks okay so whatever people want to just wanted something that climbed up and we and uh we all have ideas and if dig the idea we turn it into merch i guess okay okay uh trevor i think you're getting a little glitched out we hear what you're saying but uh you're not not completely synced up right now um but uh yeah uh, let's end this with your album of the year for last year oh yeah shit we talked about this a bit earlier so trevor you want to go first it's a it's a split for me i gotta go with turnstile glow on Pretty much everyone in the hardcore uh, community agrees that that's probably like the hardcore album of the year. But I also really like Knocked Loose, A Tear on the Fabric of Life. I guess it's an EP. It's not an album, but I'll count that. It's still sick. It's, 
it's it's so good and and the videos that they made for it are incredible uh i saw him live in buffalo for every time i die's last show oh nice dang he caught the last show that's crazy i can i get to say i caught the last show but that ep live is fucking brutal it's it's amazing like people go crazy you get it's scary i I I was in the pit but it's a scary pit but i was in that thing (laughs) (laughs) you wouldn't find me anywhere near that thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah i i agree with trevor with turnstile for sure um i'm gonna cheat a little bit uh because 2020 late exhalants released an album and i don't know if you're familiar but they're from austin uh, I know you're oh. from Dallas, right? Yeah. Um, but my other band has toured with them. And uh, yeah, Exhalance's record, Atonement, I think it's called, is absolutely incredible. I like have it on rotation all the time, like ever since they've released it. Um, but yeah, it, like it was late 2020 into 2021. So cheating a little bit. <laughs> I'll let it slide this one time. Just don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, but uh, yeah, uh, if you're looking for some awesome hardcore, check out a, comor- a comorbid letter. That's what it is, right? A comorbid letter? Okay. Yeah. A comorbid yeah. letter, the debut EP from Loose Teeth. Uh, where can people find you? Um, at Loose Teeth HC on Instagram is where we operate out of generally. Um Soon we'll probably put up a Facebook uh, account, but uh, other than that, our band camp, you can get our merch off of it. Uh, we do sell to the States and to Canada and are hoping to be able to sell overseas as well. Um, so we do. Uh, it's just a, you just have to contact us to figure out the shipping, but we will ship all around the world. Just the shipping is a little bit of a thing. Like talk to us through our Instagram or email. At, uh, what is it? At loose teeth hc at gmail.com. Yeah. All right. Prices uh, have been like changing like crazy for international stuff. Uh, I put out an album kind of recently and I just got in the vinyl for it and the shipping had gone up $3 to ship it over to, to New Zealand since I'd put it up for yeah. So, like, yeah, prices are crazy right now. And Bandcamp's kind of just like you had to put like your rough idea of what shipping is or whatever right, so right i just try to get them to contact me because i don't want to rip anyone off or i don't want to or i don't want to like get ripped uh, off get ripped off either so yeah right spotify yeah. loose teeth um i assume you're on all the district the digital stuff we're, right? we're on all of it apple music yep okay. every single one yeah if you want to go directly to support us though Bandcamp and instagram those are our like main ones for sure so yeah. loose teeth hc.bandcamp and loose teeth uh hc at like on instagram yeah Alrighty. uh as for me drop my channel follow so you always know when i go live you can also sub to get access to the interviews before they hit youtube and other streaming services as well as getting some exclusive emotes uh you can also sub for free by attaching amazon prime account to your twitch account it's like taking five bucks from jeff bezos's pocket and putting it into mine uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. YouTube folks, if you enjoyed the video, please tickle the notification bell. Uh, give me a like, and uh, don't forget to subscribe. It's a great way to support me for free. Check out my music, The Sound of Inscreation, at soundofinscreation.bandcamp.com. My new album, Boomers, Zoomers, Desperate Coomers, is out now. Uh, my next guest is Heavy Meta. Uh, you, uh, we changed them from being on like the 16th or whatever to now. So, uh, yeah, tune in for that one. Um, be at 7 p.m. Central uh, this Wednesday. 
Um, but yeah, thanks for being here, guys. Hope you had a good time. Yeah, we did so much for having us, man. Really appreciate it. Oh, it was yeah. fun. And thank you guys for watching and listening.